I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Monday. February the 5th in the year of the Lord 2024. This is hour two of episode 1016 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. If you missed our first hour, you missed me talking a lot as I got you caught up with hometown heroes and all the prep results over the weekend, college basketball, NASCAR, everything that went on, or I didn't talk much about NASCAR. Hopefully we're going to get a, a word or two about that from our first hour guest, Mark Panicelli, who's got me freaking hungry right now, talking about uh, food for your for the big game. I guess I'm trying to adhere here. Uh, it's, it's the NFL championship game, which I guess we're not contractually obligated to be able to say the name of it, but uh, y'all know what we're talking about. It rhymes with uh, with uh, Chooper Cole. Okay, is that is that good, Mark Panicelli? <laughs> yes, and I feel like your management's gonna be mad at me. I may have said it eighteen <laughs> times in the last uh, last hour. Which, the, you're the, the, way, gu- you're know, the guest. You can say whatever right. you want, Mark you're Panicelli. Right. Well, well, I wanted to say if you missed any of our one. Uh, please go to brianhanks.com and you can wow. listen to the entire show. Uh, and I've been telling Brian, he should always start the second hour by telling people this so that they, they tune in and they're like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> well, if you missed it, go to brianhanks.com and you can catch the show in its entirety. And you'll not only hear all the hometown heroes and all the updates and the Super Bowl food that we're leading into, <laughs> but you'll learn about the cat herding and the <laughs> and all the wonderful things that were our one. So, but guess I'm what? Sorry, At Brian. the end, no, 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 I love it. <laughs> At the end of our one, we had a cliffhanger for everybody, Mark Panicelli. You, uh, you want to set it up? Uh, yes. We were discussing the delicious, the food we enjoy at the parties that we have at the big game. Boy, this has become really complicated to say. <laughs> the, so, one of the things we talked about were Brian loves pigs in a blanket, and I oh, do too. Oh, yeah. They're fantastic. These are these little cocktail sausages wrapped up in the, in the biscuit dough, and they're amazing. And please, we don't eat them enough. Can we stop just making these for <laughs> get-togethers? Am I wrong? Do you not just get? Do we not need a random Wednesday with pigs in a blanket? Like enough already, dude. So, hey, Reverend Panicelli, keep preaching, okay? Okay, can I get an amen? Somebody, <laughs> amen. I, I am, uh, so, and we were talking about dips, which also, if you're going to have a party for the big game this weekend, and you're looking for I, people, love cheese dips and. Uh, clam dips, crab dips, all, uh, wonderful. And so you have crackers, you have chips, They, they because that's what you do with them. But I, being the innovative, look, there's so many things to eat sometimes. <laughs> so I try to combine things when I can. Not everything meshes together, even though they give you that plate where everything sort of, you know, kind of molds together. But take your pig in a blanket, and if you have your specialty dip, Use the pig in a blanket as the dipping mechanism in in lieu of the chipper said cracker. I think that is one of the great secret pleasures of the party at the big game. Is and so I ask you, Brian, do you dip your pigs in a blanket? I have got to admit, 
I never have, but man, have you inspired me because I'm thinking about, let me tell you something. Our boy, Paul Whittington, you have him on your show tomorrow, right? I do. Hey, I do in, in all sincerity, ask that son of a gun about, uh, the dips he makes. He made one, uh, for a, uh, game that I went to, uh, what, just two or three weeks ago, dude. I would have bathed with it if I could have. It was that good, dude. <laughs> I wanted him to fill a swimming pool with it so I could eat my way out. It was so mm. good, dude. It was uh, it was uh, maybe it was seafood. I don't even. Remember. It was very cheesy. It was very good, and it was mm. uh, oh my god, dude! I wanted it up my nose and you know in my ears and everything. It was that good. Okay, I love that. Yeah, now that's that's and yes, that's that's good dip. That, but but, I, but you've inspired me to, 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 to sell the uh, cliffhanger here. Dude, I will be looking for, uh, well, first for uh, pigs in a blanket because, dude, that is the go-to food for me. Uh, and then I will be dipping it. But I agree with what you said. We ought to eat di- uh, 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 pigs in a blanket more. We absolutely should. But you know what else that we only eat one time a year that just drives me crazy? And I don't know why. Sausage balls. Why don't we eat sausage balls at any other time other than like the two weeks right up before Christmas, dude? Because I tell you what, man, a good sausage ball that has, you know, the cheese in it and sausage and it's baked just right. And dude, yeah. I, I, I haven't eaten yet. Have you eaten yet? I have not. I have not. And I am really hungry right now. <laughs> dude, I am too. And I, and I don't have any pigs in a blanket or anything <laughs> here like that to eat so i'm gonna have to settle for something else i was talking about oatmeal uh, got, i know i've got oatmeal here so i guess i'm either gonna have that or cereal when i get what off. would be the worst real quick could you imagine showing up and uh and like what would be the like like the worst um and look i i have had you know um you know i come from normal upbringing <laughs> i mean in the whole idea of a party like growing up in my house, we didn't, my grandmother didn't make like fancy stuff. In fact, Sundays were a day where she made like a lunch, a, a big lunch. And that was it. Like that was whatever was left was kind of what you had to eat that night. And, um, so, but what would be like, if you walked in and was like, wow, this is terrible. I mean, I would put oatmeal up there. Uh, dude, um, I, no, maybe. I've got your answer, man. No, 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 man. I've got your answer. And we've got to go because I've got Harlan Neal waiting virtually right now to join us here. He's, uh, he's on the, no, 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 you're fine. No, I got your answer though. We'll end it with this. And I'm sorry. We're not going to get any NASCAR talk in, but, uh, dude, green bean casserole, man. I mean, a disgusting, you're not room. a fan. Oh, good God. I'd rather you <laughs> smack me in my nards with a hockey stick. Okay. I really would, man. And, uh, I, in fact, given the choice, if I, if I, you know, I'm up against it and they're saying you're either going to get hit in the nards with this hockey stick, or you got to eat, you know, this, uh, eight ounces of green bean casserole. You think I'm joking, dude. I would take the shot to the nards, man. Seriously. Yes. And you'd let James Dennis Allen Hamlin do it. Did you know that was his name? <laughs> I did not know James that. Dennis. He's got four names and none of them are Denny. One of them is Dennis. Well, I'm he, calling him Jimmy from now on. Well, he, he beat your favorite driver on Saturday, okay? He beats your favorite driver all the time. <laughs> and you I kind of like you know, that. Wait, I, take, I think that's a neat little thing, dude. You didn't know this. So so wait, wait, wait. Real quick before we go, because I know we got to go. we got a guest coming on. Um, I don't have a 
are you guys have drivers? I don't have a driver. I haven't had a driver since Tony Stewart retired. Paul suggested I take the winner from this weekend and make that my driver. Ooh. So I have to I have to confront Paul with that tomorrow because now apparently I'm a Denny Hamlin fan. Well, there you go. I, I talk to him about this. Did you see? I think he sent it to you too. Denny Hamlin's Jordan collection, his Jordan shoe collection. Am I going to be jealous? Oh hell yeah, you are, man! I bet he has. Uh, he has probably he is a couple hundred pairs of uh, Jordans, dude. They're awesome. Listen, Mark Panicelli, you are the best. Monday through Friday, four p.m. One hundred seven point five. Winning the Super Bowl is the that who you got? Winning the Super nah, Bowl. I good. mean, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I listen to my show on Wednesday when you have the home and home. We'll have more in depth picks and some some other stuff uh, some to talk about for the big game. But, uh, yeah, for all your listeners who might wanted to know, hey, Brian, you didn't ask Mark who, who we thought was going to win, <laughs> I, I think Kansas City's going to win. There so. you go. Mark, you're the man, dude. I can't wait to talk to you on Wednesday, okay? I love I love you, Brian. God bless you. Love you too, buddy. See you, man. That's Mark Panicelli, 252 Fox Sports. Let us get a Harlan Neal. Man, we are four minutes over. Ah, uh, sorry, Harlan. We are going to get him on the line. I tell you what, as we do that, though, let me thank Spence Automotive uh, that we you get to listen to all these uh, uh, people on our Spence Automotive guest line. Spence Automotive is where I get my car service. It's where you should go to. Uh, located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by local sports writing legend Keith Spence. And is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011. The next time you need your car service, when you need new tires, tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you. In fact, I am uh, I went there Friday, took my Mustang there, got the oil changed, got the tires rotated, and uh, got it ready to go up to the Outer Banks with my woman on Saturday. Listen, joining us on the Spence Automotive guest line right now, is uh, probably the biggest San Francisco fan that I know, San Francisco 49ers fan that I know. That's why I wanted to have him on the show. I wanted to talk. I still want to talk a little Duke Carolina, even though his uh, Blue Devils came up short on Saturday. But a uh, hey, super good dude. Love listening to him here on 960 Bet on the Bull uh, during basketball games. It's Harlan Neal joining us here. R- Wayne County royalty, as I like to call you, Harlan. Oh, you're so kind, Brian. What a way to start the week off. We start, uh, have an interview with a Hall of Famer, and congratulations on your recent induction to the George Whitfield uh, Hall of Fame. So, uh, yeah, coming to you live from Raleighwood today, up in Raleigh this morning for an appointment. So, uh, what a way to start the day. Well, thank you so much. Don't let me go too long like I just did with Mark Panicelli. When you need to go, just say, uh, Hanks, I need to go, and we'll let you go at that point. Does that sound good? That sounds good. You're good. We got some time. I, your timing's actually perfect. I got to a good spot where I could actually focus without all the uh, <laughs> the racetrack traffic in Raleigh. I love it. I love it. Okay, Harlan Neal joining us here. And I tell you what, uh, I've said it uh, since probably the fourth week of the season of the NFL season. The best team in the NFL, in my opinion, was the San Francisco 49ers. You, uh, other than that little hiccup you had there with, what was it, a three-game losing streak, uh, where I just felt like yeah, there were some injuries. Debo got hurt. You had to find yourself and all that. I'm telling you, man, there is no better team. And I, all these people, you just heard Mark Panicelli, or you maybe didn't, but listeners heard Mark Panicelli 
pick Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to go ahead and do my spoiler here on Monday. I'm picking your 49ers. <laughs> I really am. I'm picking your 49ers. I think it's going to be a good game. But I think there's just way too much talent on that 49ers uh, roster. Just to recap this 49ers season a little bit here, Harlan. Yeah, it's been a it's been a wild season. Like you said, they had a couple of hiccups early in the year. They had some injuries, had a little bit of issues with field goal kicking too. Moody, the uh, the rookie from Michigan, is uh, had a couple of hiccups along the way. He's missed a pull, uh, actually missed a potential game winner against Cleveland early this year. And uh, but again, injuries have been a factor for sure. And uh, and I think that's the key. I do think the 49ers are the best team when they are healthy. I know that sounds like a cliche, but uh, they have so many weapons, obviously, with, uh, you know, George Kittle and uh, Debo, uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Brian, uh, Brandon Eunuch. Uh, I mean, they are just loaded, you know, in a lot of different positions. Obviously, Trent Williams on that offensive line is, is, a, is a huge asset. Uh, all McCaffrey needs to do is just run behind him, and it, it's usually a good, good uh, a very good outcome. So, uh, yeah, and Brock Purdy's done fantastic. I mean, he's really progressed. He's grown a lot. Uh, you know, I think the knock on him for a while was, you know, the 49ers a lot of times would get out the leads. And, uh, you know, he was kind of not having to play from behind. But obviously, uh, <laughs> these last two games against the uh, the Packers and the Lions, he's had to, <laughs> he's had to play from behind. And, and unfortunately, got some game-winning drives. And, of course, obviously a big hole to climb out of, uh, you know, last weekend against – or a couple weeks ago against the Lions. So, uh, I'm, I'm real excited. Uh, you know, I think they're healthy. Uh you know, Debo's a Swiss Army life. You know, we know we got a great challenge with Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. Uh, you know, what a dynamic duo there. So, it, it, it has all the makings of just a tremendous game. And we are we're going to preview that here in a little bit. But I do want to, like I said, go back to this season recap. And uh, your 49ers, they started 5-0. and I mean, an impressive win uh, against the Dallas Cowboys in Week 5 at 42-10 to win. Then they go to Cleveland and did not see that one coming. They lose that one 19 to 17. They go to Minnesota. They lose that 22 to 17. Then they play the Cincinnati Bengals at home and lose that one 31 to 17. They have a bye week and everybody's like, what in the world is wrong with the 49ers? Five and three in their bye week. They bounce out of that with a big uh, win in Jacksonville. But before we uh, talk about the bounce back, just what happened in that three game losing streak, Harlan? I think, I think for one thing, they got healthy. And I think, too, you know, Brock Purdy, you got to remember, this is only his second year as quarterback. You know, he's had a – and, I mean, he beat out. Obviously, they thought Trey Lance was the answer when they drafted him, and, and that did not materialize. But I, I read something interesting the other day that uh, Kyle Shanahan went to York, the, um, the owner of the 49ers, back before anybody knew really who Brock Purdy was and said, you know what, even with Trey Lance and, and uh, these other guys on the roster, he was the best quarterback, which kind of, you know, struck York by surprise. There, he like really, and uh, but they knew this kid was the real deal, even though obviously he was the last pick in the draft. So they saw something in him. But I think a lot of it was they got refocused. I think a lot of times the NFL is a grind, and uh, you know, basically getting healthy was a big part of it too. They had some injuries earlier in the year, and uh, you know, Debo's been out some, Kittle's been out some, uh, Trent Williams has been out some. So uh, it's key that they're healthy, and they are. I really like their linebacking core, too. You know, uh, Fred Warner and, uh, and obviously, uh, Dre Greenlaw, they, I think it's the best linebacker combo in the NFL. They are, they are absolutely studs back there. So, uh, like I said, looking forward to it. But, again, they're focused. 
They know they're on a mission. They fell uh, short the last two Super Bowls. Obviously, this is the second Super Bowl in four years for the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, there's some new uh, players on this team. But uh, there's there's some pressure there, too. You know, it's hard to get there, and it's really hard to win this thing. But, uh, yeah, I really feel good about it. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, coming off last year's Super Bowl. So, uh yeah, like I said, I think I think it's all for the makings. It's going to be a great contest. If I and that voice listener, that's Harlan Neal. He's our big interview here today on the show. Uh, we're talking some uh, some Super Bowl right now as his 49ers will be uh, taking on uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And to let everybody know, we're going to have Brett Kennedy on, uh, formerly from uh, Channel 12, who is now covering. He's going to be live from Las Vegas on Wednesday's show talking about it. Then we're going to have uh, Terrence Copper on, a former player for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, will be joining us on Friday's show, so uh, we're going to be we're going to be Super Bowl all week here on the Brian Hank Show, getting ready. And like I said, starting it off here with Wayne County Royalty and uh, Harlan Neal joining us here this morning. If I had told you two years ago, Harlan, that and I'm talking about two years from uh, today, it's February fifth, twenty twenty four. If I had told you February fifth, twenty twenty two, that hey, your 49ers are going to be in the Super Bowl, but they're going to be quarterbacked by a guy named Brock Purdy. Would you have had me dr- drug tested? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just know how hard it is to get there. You know, they've had some heartbreakers. They lost a heartbreaker to Kansas City. Uh, ironically, this is a, turns out to be a rematch. Obviously, obviously some, of the, <laughs> some of the main players are different for the 49ers especially. But, uh, you know, they had a 20-10 to 10 lead in that game. Yeah. Uh, and in the fourth quarter, actually, and then the wheels really, I think they might've started to celebrate a little bit too early, took the foot off the gas. There's also a guy named that back there named Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, he is, <laughs> he is a freak of nature. He's the best quarterback out there. He is unreal. You can never count him out. And they came back and they ended up winning that contest 31 to 20. So, uh, you know, that just goes to show you, it's hard to get there. It's hard to win, but, uh, yeah, that that Brock story, uh, Brock Purdy story is just unreal. You know, he's he's very humble. He, he he works hard. He studies, and you can tell his teammates really believe in him too. That's the key thing. It's just the locker room. It's just so healthy and positive, and you can see it on the sidelines. You you can hear about it, the stories in the locker room. They believe in this kid. He believes in himself, and so uh, it, it's just a great story. But yeah, that's uh. That that that's uh, that's that's an unusual situation to have a, a last pick in the draft uh, lead your team to the Super Bowl for sure. And that's why exactly. And you brought up the Trey Lance thing. I mean, everybody thought the future of the San Francisco 49ers is a very and heck, I thought he was going to be uh, a great quarterback. And I mean, I guess he's still got time in his career to be able to do it. But I really thought Trey Lance was going to be the face of uh, the San Francisco 49ers future. And instead, this kid, like you said, last pick in the draft, Brock Purdy. I, here's the bad thing. If there is a bad thing, hopefully uh, he comes through for you, and I will be pulling for you on uh, Sunday night, uh, Harlan. But here's the deal. He's got to get paid. I mean, he's making no money right now as the last pick, and uh, from what I understand, it's going to be in the offseason. And there are people saying that he may get paid as much as 40 45 maybe even $50 million a year especially if he wins the Super Bowl. If he leads you guys to the Super Bowl, who knows what he's going to be paid. Your thoughts on that? I mean, is Brock Purdy the future? Is he the face of uh, the San Francisco 49ers going forward? Or do you see yourself maybe uh, your guys going in a different direction in future years? 
No, I think he is the face of the 49ers. Okay. I think they believe okay. in it. They understand it. I really do. But I want one caveat to that, too, Brian. They won't have to redo his contract next year. It'll be a, about a couple years out. Okay. Uh, okay. He's got that rookie contract for three years. But the 49ers do have some decisions to make. Uh, and what I mean, they got, uh, you know, Brandon, Brandon Ayuk's contracts getting ready to come up. Uh, they got George Kittle. Uh, there's some other guys on that team. They've got some tough decisions to make here in the next year or two. And then, obviously, like you said, when it does roll around for uh, Purdy's contract, and I do think he'll be in that $50 million, that's just what quarterbacks of that, especially if he leads into a Super Bowl, that's just what the marketplace is now nowadays. Uh, they're going to have some – they're going to have to consider all that in play, you know, his his contract. But they got some contracts coming up even before that. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how all this play plays out. I do think there's a lot of pressure on the 49ers to win this Super Bowl. Uh, and the reason I say that, you know, Kyle Shanahan's been to, been to several of them, has not quite been able to knock the door down, you know, obviously off that disappointing one four years ago. And, again, it's so hard to get there, and it's even harder to win it. And, again, you know, you wonder how many of these same pieces will be around if they don't cash in this time. You know, some of these other guys that they may not, can keep with their contracts. And let's be honest, some of these guys are getting some age on them too. You know, that's part of it too in football. You get these windows of opportunity and you want to cash in. So it's a lot of things have to fall into place, but I, I love this team. I've enjoyed watching them. It's one of my favorite all-time teams, not just because they've won. They're just great guys. I enjoy watching them. I enjoy listening to interviews with them. They look like they have a good time. Obviously winning, you're going to have a good time, but I can tell even when things weren't going quite as good, they stuck together. They faced some adversity, and I really like they've been in a. So they they faced some tough adversity the last couple of games, especially against Detroit. So I like that aspect of it too. So uh, again, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out, my friend. Absolutely, and we're going to segue uh, into uh, the Super Bowl here in a second. But I got to pay a bill here. You're familiar with doing this on uh, Tuesdays and Friday nights. Yes, sir. We certainly thank all our sponsors. It would not be possible without them. We always got to remember that. That's first and foremost. You're absolutely right. And UNC Lenore Healthcare, they're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, right here in Kenston, for all your healthcare needs, or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all our friends over at UNC Lenore Healthcare. In fact, our big interview tomorrow will be a guest from UNC Lenore Healthcare. But thank you to UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Let's get right back into our big interview. It's Harlan Neal joining us, the biggest uh, San Francisco 49ers fan I know. Let's go ahead and uh, jump into the Super Bowl, uh, which has the possibility with the whole Taylor Swift angle and all that of being the most watched Super Bowl in history from uh, what some analysts are saying. How much does that even bother you at all, this whole Taylor Swift angle? Or is it just, to me, it's just one of those little uh, side things that just makes the Super Bowl great. Well, your thoughts on your thoughts on uh, Taylor Swift. And are you a Swifty, Harlan Neal? <laughs> it really doesn't bother me at all, actually, Brian. And quite honestly, my daughter is like probably the president of her fan club, actually. I love it. My daughter, Hannah, she loves she loves Taylor Swift. 
My wife loves Taylor Swift. And so, yes, I, I, I do like Taylor Swift. I enjoy listening to her music. I'm part of it, too. You know, not, not to the extreme that a lot of folks are, but it doesn't bother me one bit. Actually, I'm probably one of the few six, almost 63-year-old males that's actually seen her in concert. Uh, actually, <laughs> we went to a concert last year in Nashville uh, when she started that tour, and uh, my wife wanted to go, my daughter wanted to go, and so it all worked out. They got it all put together, and I was there at Gillette Stadium there in Nashville, and I actually saw her uh, last year, so that was that was quite interesting. And uh, but anyway, no, I, it's all good. It's all good. I, I, I think it just adds another element to it. And uh, well, I talk, you know, not only probably the most watched Super Bowl, but probably the most expensive ticket too, or, yeah. or daggone close to it. I saw the. Uh, the nosebleed tickets are only around nine thousand dollars a piece. <laughs> only nine, you know. That's well, you're yeah, listen, listen though, Harlan Neal, Harlan Neal. You are a man of means, and I say that as a compliment. Uh, have you considered? Have you considered breaking out the old checkbook and, you know, making flight plans and flying to Vegas and seeing your Forty ers in this Super Bowl? In a perfect world, I'd love to, Brian, but I want to stay married. And that's got too many zeros behind those numbers for me to do that. We all have our limits. <laughs> we all have our limits. So I'm going to be in the uh, friendly confines of uh, Lake Joaquina Road watching it. And I'm not even having a Super Bowl party. I'm, I, this is a solo party for me. I want to be all focused in. I don't want to have to entertain anybody. I want to be uh, all in on it, that type of thing, and uh, just enjoy the game because I know it's going to be intense. And uh, it's just one of those things that it's better off I watch it by myself or watch it with very limited people. I'll put it like that. Yeah, but Harlan, you just you just made the mistake of telling me, though, that your wife and daughter are both Taylor Swift fans. Uh, here's how you sell it to your wife. I can understand taking three people would just be, be prohibitive, just one, but you can sell your wife on it that, hey, you might see Taylor Swift at the game, you know? I mean, we can't, you know, we'll, we'll get nosebleed seats, so we'll be close to the, uh, you know, to the luxury boxes and everything. I'll try to get us close to where I think her luxury box is, and uh, you might get a chance to see her. Dude, that's how you sell it to her, Harlan. Well, actually, Brian, there's also another plan to all these things, too. I've got a much more economical effect. They're going to see her later on this year in concert, and I'm <laughs> oh. not going, so it all works out good. So uh, they'll see, they'll get plenty of Taylor Swift, and I'll get plenty of 49ers from Lake Joaquina, so it's all good. Well, very good. Well, let's wrap. I do. I, I hope I can have you for a couple more minutes because I want to talk to you Duke, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. But I, I need your official prediction, the Harlan Neal official prediction. Break down the, the Super Bowl for me. Who wins the game? Final score, everything, Harlan. Okay, you got it, Brian. Okay, here, here we go. The 49ers will win the Super Bowl. It's going to be a close game, which I know that sounds like a cliche, but I think the 49ers will win the uh, the contest 35-31 to 31 over the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, high scoring. Yeah, I think it's going to be high scoring. I know both of them have good defenses, but they both have great offenses too, so I'm – I'm going to go with 35 to 31. I'm going a little higher than probably the most are, but I, I think there's going to be some offense in this game. There's a lot of playmakers. No, well, one of the things, as you know, we're now bet on the bull.com. Uh, I've got a, I, I, I do a little bit of work now for underdog fantasy. So I need your help with a couple of, uh, who's going to be the MVP. Okay. If, uh, San Francisco wins, who is the MVP of the, of the game on Sunday? Uh, that's a great question there. Boy, that, that's a couple of good angles there. You could certainly say, um, well, you gotta you gotta thank Brock Purdy if he pulls him through because that means he's making a lot of he's got he's using a lot of his weapons and that kind of thing and 
and all that. Uh, but, you know, Christian Caffrey's very tough, too. He's yeah. had an MVP-type year as a running back, and he's done a fantastic job leading that offense. You know, rush. you got to be able to run. And I do think you gotta, you got to be able to run the ball. The run sets up the pass. We all know that. So they got to run the ball effectively. But I would say either uh, Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey. I like it. I like it. I may put I may put a, a few shekels on both of those there. Uh, very good. Okay, uh, let's switch lanes. And I, I was hoping, and I mean this sincerely, Harlan, I was hoping we would be talking this morning, talking about your uh, Duke Blue Devils uh, coming up with a win on the road in Chapel Hill. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. And I got to tell you, Carolina looks really good. And listen, you're talking. You know, you're talking to a Virginia fan. You're a Duke fan, man. I got to. I don't think anybody's going to be touching Carolina this year, at least in the regular season in the ACC. Your thoughts on that? I tell you, the, the biggest thing I've, I've talked to, and let me give a big shout out to my man Barry Stallings, the voice of the Lenore County basketball. We we're not going to be on this week. We do have two games next week, so I look forward to getting back on the broadcast uh, waves with him. But him and I had several conversations about this, and I told him that uh, I've never seen a Carolina team in my time, or if it has been, it's been a long time, play defense like this particular team does. Yep. The defense has been unbelievable. I think that's been the big driver. You can tell they play very good as a team. They like each other. They enjoy playing with each other. And again, the the addition of Harrison Ingram coming in, I mean, he had a fantastic, he had just had a well out game the other night, the transfer from Stanford. And, and then Cormac Ryan's been a very nice addition from Notre Dame, but he, but Hubert Davis has done a very good job of blending the experienced players and very mature players in there with some of the younger players. And then some of the players that came back, like your RJ Davises and your, uh, Armando Baycock, you know, it's been a perfect blend. But I think and, – and Carolina has a lot of depth, too, obviously. They can run guys in and out. But, uh, you know, like the other night, Duke, uh, they wanted to shut down R.J. Davis, which they did. He, he was held to four points in the first half. He ended up with 17. But, unfortunately, you know, Baycock ends up getting 25. And I think Harrison had 21 or 22. So, it's like you got to pick your poison. And so uh, again, they're, they're playing great defense, but yeah, they're definitely in the uh, definitely in the catbird seat there. I mean, they're, they're in control of the ACC. They've got a ten and one conference record. And boy, talking about your Hoos, man, your Hoos have won six in a row. They're sitting there at eight and three in the league. They've got a big game tonight. The, the Hurricanes have kind of been a little bit disappointing this year. The Miami Hurricanes. They're sitting at six and five, but they'll travel to Charlottesville tonight to take on uh, Virginia, who, again, has done a great job. And, and my Blue Devils, they're sitting back there at 7-3. and three. They'll entertain uh, Notre Dame on Wednesday, so they've got to get back to it. But you're right, Carolina played really good the other night. They, I mean, they, I don't think there's many teams in the country that could have beat them the other night. They were pumped up. Uh, they played with passion. There was a very much a sense of urgency. And I thought their effort, you know, we talk about effort and making winning plays. They, they, they maximized those opportunities. They really did. I think Duke, uh, I don't know, I listened to John, uh, John Shire's uh, interview after the game, and I kind of had thought this, but I felt like Duke, Carolina got all the loose balls the other night. Yeah. They, they just had that extra effort, and it paid off, and that's what you have to do to win these type of games. Duke, I don't think, played up quite to the level that they needed to to win that type of game. I mean, they scored 84 points. Bad news, you gave up 93. And so uh, they got to work on some defensive situations too, and they have been a little bit soft inside. They do have a tendency to get bullied around a little bit. That's actually the blueprint out of the Blue Devils 
is teams want to try to bully them because they're not quite as quite as uh, strong in, inside, and they tend to get out rebounded, and and they don't they tend not to be quite as physical as some of the other teams do. But again, yeah, uh, you know, Duke shot fifty over fifty percent, uh, but Carolina they shot right about that too. And I thought the difference, Brian, was actually the turnovers. Ten Duke turnovers led to nineteen fast fast break points. Wow! So I mean that. Uh, that right there is all you need to know. And then, Duke, and then Carolina does a much better job to get to the free throw line. Duke only shot 11 free throws. Carolina shot 25. What that tells me is Duke was not aggressive enough. Carolina was very aggressive in going to the basket, got the fouls, and, and they end up, you know, converting there as well. So, again, you know, something they could learn about. There'll be a rematch later on Durham at Cameron, so it'll be interesting to see what happens the next time around. So, uh Certainly looking forward to that as well. Oh, absolutely. Again, that voice you're listening to, Harlan Neal, we've got him here for a couple more minutes. And I just give me – you sort of touched on it a little bit, and I thought you might be going down that road, but give me the state of – I guess the state of the union for Duke University right now, Duke University basketball. Again, a team that has uh, had a lot more ups and downs this year, but again – I think injuries have played into it, and that's why they're only what sixteen and five right now instead of maybe nineteen and two, and maybe even a closer game than they had in Chapel Hill. But give me the state of the union for your Duke Blue Devils right now. I still, I'm still very high on Duke, on Duke Brian, and not just saying that because I'm a fan. I think they have the most upside of any team out there right now. Okay. The reason I say they have not, they have not, they have not cashed in on their potential yet. They've got a lot of upside. I think their chemistry still a little bit off. I don't quite – they got – They sometimes it seems like there's a little bit of confusion out there with the roles and what they want to do and that kind of thing. I still I think they're still working on some things. Obviously, it's getting later in the season, and you got to get that figured out sooner than later. But I feel like they've got a lot of upside. You know, Tyrese Proctor it, it did not have a good game the other night. He, he was held to two points, and, and he's too good a player for that to happen, especially in a Duke-Carolina game. I do think Jeremy Roach is hurt. I don't think he's playing at full tilt. They need him so bad. I would say he's probably playing at a maybe eighty percent at that. You know, hopefully he'll get to a hundred here eventually. But they need him as a leader on the court. I thought he had a good game the other night. He scored twenty. But again, I think there's a lot of upside. But they're going to have to get more. They're going to have to get a little bit more passionate. I think they got to get a little bit more hungrier. I really do. I, I want to see a little bit more. Uh, physicality at times with the Blue Doubles. I think they tend to shy away from some of that, and I think that's something that Coach Shire is working on with them. Uh, obviously, the guards have to rebound. I was, I'm really impressed with freshman Jared McCain. Uh, he had 23 points the other night. Fantastic three-point shooter. I thought he was the kind of the MVP for Duke the other night. I thought he played – if we could have got a couple more guys to play at the level he was playing, it might have been a different outcome. But, again, I'm very high on the Blue Devils. I think their Shire uh, is starting to shorten that bench a little bit, though. He's uh, he's kind of doing what Kay used to do. He's only trusting about maybe six or seven players. So, uh, you know, they got to be all in on it. But I do, I do think they do have a lot of upside. I really do. I'm, I'm really anxious to see how they respond here this upcoming week. But I, I feel very confident about the Blue Devils. You want to be playing your best basketball in March. That's the key. You know, March Madness starts and – 
it's going to be truly March Madness this year, no doubt about it. Absolutely. And he, what you said about Shire, you're correct. But, hey, at least he gets it honestly, you know, from being at the right side, playing for him and being at his right side there for so many years of Coach K. Okay, got to leave you with this. I got to get uh, you, uh, of course, you and Barry Starlings. By the way, good morning, Barry. Barry's listening. He sent you and I and Jason a uh, message. He said he agreed with you that the uh, Super Bowl is going to be high scoring. He said last year, remember, it was 38-35 Chiefs. He's right about that. But I got to get at least a a minute of high school basketball talk from you, Harlan, and uh, Kenston coming off an I, – I don't even know if I would call it an upset loss at Southwest Onslow on Friday. I uh, had the honor of being there. I went as a fan. Keith Spence and I did. Jason was there too, a whole bunch of other guys. Uh, but a 72-62 loss to Southwest Onslow. I tell you what, uh, Copperhead called it before the season. He said Southwest would be the team that if anybody was going to beat Kinston this year, that's who it's going to be. Uh, more than anything, just your general thoughts on the East Central 2A. You've, like you said, no games this week. You've got South Lenore and North Lenore on uh, a week from tomorrow, and then uh, Senior Night at Kinston when North Lenore visits Kinston. Your thoughts on the East Central 2A with Kinston, Southwest Onslow, our two other Lenore County teams here, Harlan? Absolutely, yeah. Looking forward to getting back in the booth. And, yeah, I've been very impressed. You know, we've had Kentston a couple – actually, one time. We haven't been to Kentston yet. Look forward to getting there the following Friday back in Viking Gym. But Barry and I have talked about this at nauseum, but we, we – we, you know, Kentston – Kentston doesn't have as much height as they traditionally do. You know, not as much height, but they do have some great athletes, and their, their style is very, very similar. It's Perry Tyndall's blueprint. They pressure you. They make it a challenge to get the ball up the court. They run. They, they have a lot of fast break opportunities. Very athletic guys, guys that can jump out of the gym, very energetic. So they're fun, they're fun to watch, and we've seen them a couple times. We saw them against North Lenore, and, boy, they really handed it to the Hawks over there at North Lenore Gym. And, uh, and again, they'll have them the following week. Uh, and Southwest, uh, Southwest uh, Onslow, they, I thought the key thing with them, they, they were very athletic. They, they also had a similar style. But they seem to have a little bit more height mm-hmm. than Kempston did, and uh, very athletic as too. So they're both very, very similar styles. But certainly those two are the class of, of the conference for sure. And uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out, especially as we get further along in the season the playoffs. But uh, again, looking forward to that, and uh, we'll see how it all plays out. A lot of basketball to be played for sure. We got the conference tournament, which is always fun. And we'll certainly look forward to hosting that later on this year as well. Absolutely. Listen, Harlan, Neil, you know a little bit about everything, dude. <laughs> I guess that's it. The Swiss Army knife, you know, not not, not, not what was the old cliche, you know, master nothing, but I, you know, the old cliche. <laughs> I don't really have a lot of mastery skills, but you try to be as good as you can in a lot of different things in a wide variety. Well, we I love listening to you. I listened to you on a cruise ship, you and Barry and Jason on a cruise ship. Uh, what back at the beginning of January, that was a lot of fun listening to y'all. And yeah, you and Barry just have such a good rapport. And I, I, just real quick, just the rapport that you and Barry have. It, you you sound like you're having fun when you're calling games with him, Harlan. We we do. Barry and I are really good friends. He's one of the classiest, genuine people I've ever met in my life. You know, I always say, if you want to be happy in life, find good people to spend your time with. Just you know, there's there's all kinds of people out there. Stay away from the ones you don't enjoy or make you miserable or don't make you happy. There's plenty. There's a lot of great people out there, and this is another example of it. But, yeah, Barry and I, we don't do a lot of rehearsal. It's kind of natural. We get on the air. He, he is a great play-by-play guy. Yes, I mean, I don't, under, yes, I, don't think people, I don't think people can appreciate how hard it is to do play-by-play. It is very, very challenging, very, very hard. 
it's a skill, it's a talent, and he is he is the best at it. Love love to hear him, and it's love to compliment him on, on the color side of it. But we have a great relationship. We enjoy doing the broadcast, like you said. And you're right, it, 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 it's very genuine. It, we have a great time. I mean, it's it's not rehearsed. You know, we have a great time. We enjoy it. And we can't wait. Once we finish one, we can't wait to do the next one. So uh, we, we are very honored and privileged to do it on the air there at the, at the station. Uh, you, you bet on the bull, you know, at 960. And, and we look forward to getting back in the, in the booth here very soon. So we appreciate the opportunity. And thank you for all you guys do as well. No, man, we absolutely love it. Listen, Harlan, thank you for being so generous with your time this morning. Good luck to your 49ers on Sunday. I will be pulling for them. And, uh, dude, look forward, look forward to hit, seeing you on the radio again next week. Two games in three days next week. That's awesome. We'll look forward to seeing you, Brian. Always a pleasure, my friend. There you go. Harlan Neal from uh, BetOnTheBull.com and 960 AM. He and Barry Stallings, like I said, uh, they bring you uh, high school basketball right here on 960. Bet on the Bull. Really do appreciate them. Okay, let's get uh, John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up this Monday, February 5th edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. Today is Monday, February the 5th. In the year of the Lord 2024, it is now time to play the birthday games. That game that John Dawson, who won in January, is off to a two to nothing lead here in February. Jonathan Massey, I, do I need to start stacking it? Because I stack them towards him anyway, so he can win. Do I need to start stacking them your way well, now, Jonathan? I, I Massey? did get like a three year head start, so yeah, you did, you did. So I need to start. I need to add all these up and see who's. Well, I know obviously he's won the most months because I think at one point. I think I think you're right. In the first three years of us doing this, you had won something like 30 of, of the 36 months. So, yeah. But you know what? You have a never never say die attitude. What is it you were saying about him last week? He's plucky. He's uh, he's a gym rat. He's a gym rat. Yeah, he's plucky. He's the first one in. He's the last one out. He's just that kind of guy. He is John Dawson. John! Oh, you've been talking to you. That's now. We have you. <laughs> How was your weekend, John? I cut that. That was gross. What's that? <laughs> How was your weekend, John? It was fantastic, Brian. What did you do? What did I do? Uh, John Guy Bark. Uh, we've kind of been building a recording studio together. I mean, he's, it's mainly him. But we uh, put a new desk in for a British-made Allen and Heath robust is fantastic What's an allen and heath do you know it's a desk mixing desk oh okay otherwise no i have no idea yeah is it one of those that have like the 25 or 30 different buttons that you go up and down oh, this up and thing's down, got up a and couple down. of hundred buttons and faders Good. on does board. it really yes and every single one has a job yes none of them are decorative wow do they make decorative ones? Yes. Do they really? No. <laughs> okay. What about you over there, uh, Jonathan Massey? We should let everybody know, uh, well, fantasy football finally ended. Finally, last weekend when you and I finished third in the Walrus. Damn and it. still had to pay. I was very disappointed with that and very upset that we still had to pay $37. We were this close. Did you see we had more points than everybody else? Yeah. Yeah, in the final round? Yeah. I mean, what can I say? I mean, we drafted well that last round. Can't imagine why. Well, you did and, it by uh, yourself. 
<laughs> I take and my... then the first round of the playoffs, <laughs> he drafted by himself. The only loss we had in the playoffs was the one that we drafted together. Playoffs. So what does that tell you? Playoffs. Yeah. yeah. yeah I know. It happens. <laughs> well, what did you do this weekend, Jonathan? Uh, I, I reminisced about a time that was simpler, you know, when I didn't have a job. Then I remembered I had bills to pay and the realization that a bridge embankment looks awful tempting on the way home from work. Very Charlie Crable-ish. They've got so many safety things up now, you'd have to put a lot of effort into offering yourself that way. And for it especially to look like an accident. I mean, I used know. to have that thought when I'd walk past an open oven, but thankfully my head's too big. You so. do have a big head. Yeah. But uh, I'll be honest. They can put all the safety protocols up they want. When you have willpower like I have, Brian Hanks. <laughs> he's plucky. Yeah. He's a gym rat. <laughs> he's first in. He's, he's first last, in, last out. out yeah. yep. You only need two things. You need to try hard, and you need to believe in yourself. <laughs> and by God, I do both of those things, and I do them well. There you go. I don't doubt that whatsoever. Okay, uh, John Dawson, yeah. you won Friday's birthday game. Heck, you won Thursday's birthday game. You do lead two to nothing here in February. Yes. Why don't you... Jonathan Parrott Dawson, tell us about Goeco Technology Service Provider, the sponsor of this here birthday game. Uh, Goeco uh, Technology Service Providers, uh, they provide the technology. And you're, sitting there, you're saying to yourself, I don't need technology. All I need is a, a spiral notebook and an old cigar box to keep my cash in. Not so. Those days are gone. I mean, you could, you know, try to hide from the tax man, but they're going to come around and find you. So you want to be legit. You want to keep records of everything. And Jock will have your operation moving so sm operation moving so smoothly and so efficiently that you can make an honest buck and actually keep part of it. Back to you, Brian. <laughs> you did see your son was over there mimicking all your hand movements, right? Uh, my, peripherally, yes. I was trying not to look <coughs> at him so it wouldn't get thrown too much. There you go. Hey, son. Yes, sir. Uh, tell us how we can get hold of uh, Jacques Pasolek. You can dial 252. 252. 286. 286. 53. 53. 54. 54. Or you can visit his website. Set <laughs> 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 so just so everybody knows what's going on. I just vomited on my keyboard. Massey has been oh, staring, lo staring longingly at Hanks and rubbing the top of a ginger ale bottle in a most <laughs> sickening manner. Look what he's doing now. Yeah, we're not going to talk about what he's doing to it now. <laughs> God. Someone Go called the fire department. <laughs> yep. <All right>. <laughs> GoEcoNC.com or what is GoEco.com for more information. <laughs> 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 All right, Mason, I might go. I go That was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Only one musical. God, y'all are disgusting. Only We're one. disgusting. <laughs> Only one musical hint today. And you could I run Anton LaVey up a tree with some of your <laughs> mess. Good God. Okay, let's see. Awful he's, 80s. Something. He's tarted with New Edition. He was married to Whitney Houston. Bobby! Bobby Brown. This is Don't Be Cruel by Bobby Brown. I really thought... Uh, well, oh, he's taking his own advice. Yeah. Breaks my because I, I loved Whitney Houston. We've talked about this before, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I loved Whitney Houston in a very pure, non-gross way, John Dawson. Not because you know I can be gross sometimes, you know. But uh, you, yeah. But Never I really did. I, that Michael McDonald concert he got thrown out of. 
anyway. Uh, yeah, that's funny. So, uh, <laughs> good timing. Bobby Brown. Talented. You got to admit. The guy I don't have to admit anything. You don't have to. You're right. It's a free country, John that's Dawson. Right. You don't have to say anything you don't want to say. Wait a minute. I can't see you. Oh, girl. <coughs> Long as I've been giving my love to you, you should be giving me your guess? love to us. Yes, it is. But I was. This is the short day, right? Friday. No, 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 no. Today's Monday, February fifth. We did the short day on Friday. How long was that one? Uh, Sixteen minutes. Oh God. Uh, hey, duh. That, Uh, I don't You're know. You're just going to let him make fun of your father like that. Uh, I will say 60. 60. You, 60. Give, you, give, old, as, you give as good as you get. Yeah, that's Plain true. old 60. He says 60. Hold on. Brian, nobody wants to hear this. Jonathan does look. He's dancing. Please say something. 61. Uh, he was born February the 5th in the year of the Lord, 1969. He's only 55. Huh. But congratulations, John Dawson. You get that. You take a one to nothing lead. And would you believe... That's our only musical hint. We should be able to play this for an extra, like, 45 seconds since it's our only musical hint. No, 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 don't do that. Ow! Ow! Don't break my button! I'm turning it down. Good God. It's so mean to me, and all I do is be good to you. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, arguably and probably the best quarterback in the history of the Dallas Cowboys, it's... Aikman? Nope. Uh, he, he might be the best. Okay, second Roger Staubach. Roger Stahlbach, yep, uh, played for the, or uh, served our country in the United States Navy, and then uh, played football for the Dallas Cowboys for several years. And he's one of those guys, kind of like how you pick on me about uh, everything. Carol well, yeah, that. But Carolina, uh, or not Carolina, uh, uh, yeah, Carolina Tar Heels. That, you know, I, individually I like him, I just don't like him as a group. Which makes no sense. It doesn't. And that's kind of kind of. I like Roger Staubach. He was a good. You don't American. like the Cowboys because you, you at one time were a Washington fan. Yeah. that's the only reason. I think yeah. he's back with Washington now. Look what I've got on. Now that they've gotten rid of that, took them twenty years to come up with that name. Yeah, the Washington Commanders. I wish they would go back to football team. I actually kind of like that. I kind of did too. I thought it was cool. But I don't mind commanders. I don't mind commanders. I, I'm trying to get back. I'm, I, we, it's like a, a woman that you're with for many years, and then you break up for a couple of years. You know, you get out and you you, you mess around a little bit. You know, spread your feet here here and there. Gotta and, cut that. And then you, and then you know you realize. I think I still love uh, that old broad. So. That's, that's kind of how I am with uh, the Washington Commanders, you know, that uh, I was away from her for a little bit, and now I'm back with her. Yeah, now I got to go get you a, a salute to the a salute to service Commanders jersey because that Namath jersey is no good now. No, I still wear it. I love the Namath jersey because he won a Super Bowl on the my birthday, January 12th, 1969. No, I love that Namath jersey. Duh, hell no, man. I'm keeping that jersey. Well, love I'm, not saying, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm taking it back. Oh. Okay, I thought that's what I thought he'd be walking into my closet right after the show's over and go steal his uh, jersey back that he gave to. Him. He's not running into your closet. You just came out of it a few days ago. But anyway, <laughs> no, no. Ah. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Or untrue. The smell. <laughs> Got to give the devil his due. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Okay, Roger Stallback <laughs> over there, uh, Jonathan Massey. How old is he today? 
78. You say 78. What do you say, John Dawson? 79. He was born February 5th, 1942, so he's 82 today. So you take a two to nothing lead there, John Dawson. John, you better slow him down here. He's about to. Oh, dear God. Uh, next, uh, w uh, favorite actress of mine. In fact, we were just talking about Ozark a couple of days ago, or at the end of last week, I guess. Uh, but uh, she's a star of Ozark and The Truman Show and several other shows, too. And I just, she, you talk about just somebody who does it for you, she does it for me. Laura Lenny. Oh, yeah. Laura Lenny. Oh, yeah. Are you a fan? Yeah. I'm, I've seen her in The Truman Show. Yeah. She was good in that. She's amazing in Ozark uh, and then uh, other shows, too. But uh, Laura Lenny, how old is she today over there, uh, John Dawson? 52. You say 52. What do you say, Jonathan Maskey? 53. You were closer. She was born February 5th, 1964. She's 60 today. Get out of Franklin. I will not. I wow. refuse to. She is 60 years old. And, you know, she was married to Jason Bateman in Ozark. And he's closer to my age. Yeah. Okay, uh, Jonathan Maskey, you got that. It's two to one. He was the ladies' man and was on Tim SNL Meadows. from 1991 to 2000. The great Tim Meadows. <coughs> so I, I love him. I saw him on Kirby Enthusiasm just this weekend he's amazing he's a great i think he's funny he's very, very the sketch funny. he did with christopher walken where he was the census taker was one of the funniest skits of that that year it i'm very not funny. sure i've seen <laughs> that yeah very funny sketch okay i'll have to look that up just sit back and grab a, grab a glass of covathier yeah that's nasty <laughs> that's nasty i love man he, he's funny man tim meadows I, and he was he had a good arc on uh, uh brooklyn 99 too Remember, he was, he was the, the cannibal. cannibal. He was a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> but he was so soft-spoken until he was ready to be the cannibal, okay? Speaking of cannibals, go look up Chevy Chase. He hosted SNL. This is in the late 90s. After they caught Jeffrey Dahmer. Chevy Chase played Jeffrey Dahmer in a sketch, and Phil Hartman was his defense attorney. Trust me. That's all I'm going to say. Hilarious? Yes. Okay. And disgusting. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, we are talking about a, a cannibal here, but uh, man, I, I love Tim Meadows. Uh, and again, like I said, uh, the last time I remember seeing him was, I, I guess you just said that about Kirby uh, Enthusiasm. Yeah, but he did Brooklyn Nine-Nine, did like a two or three He was in the uh, grown-ups, <laughs> both, both of the grown-ups. Stop. In fact, in the second one, you find out Shaquille O'Neal is his brother, his younger brother. And they're both like balding. They yeah. got the male pattern baldness up here. <laughs> what? I love Tim Meadows. How old is he today over there, Jonathan Massey? 59. You say 59. What do you say, John Dawson? 58. Ah, you went the wrong direction. He was born February 5th, 1961. He's 63 today. Ah. So congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You've tied it up two to two for the first time this month. We've got one going down to the buzzer. I like this. I like this. It's a dead person. His jersey is hanging right there on that door. Come on, y'all. I can see part of a four. I need a little more to go He wore on. number 44 for the uh, for the Atlanta Braves. They called him Hammering. Hank, Hank Aaron. Aaron. There you go. Hammering Hank Aaron. He died in 2021. The, and the real home run champ. Thank you. Yes. Jonathan Massey. Absolutely. But I do non, not recognize Barry Bonds as a non-roid. Although I will say this. I actually liked watching Barry Bonds play baseball. It was a fun time. Everybody was juiced up, including the pitchers. 
And but it should, still shouldn't count. Oh no! But it was it was entertaining. It should just be a separate, you know, have the all steroid Olympics. Oh, you never watched one off. game when he was getting close to the to the single I really season did record. Not. I did not. I can gleefully and whatever say I did not give a crap. I did I, not. I honestly care. think this was. I don't think the steroid stuff came out until after that though. Did well, it? we all knew his head was, was the size of, of a Pontiac. Somebody you knew something. Well, was look up. at look at not just his head. <laughs> look at his entire frame from the time he was a rookie mm-hmm. until this happened. He gained like 120 pounds of pure muscle. And the ba- and here's the crazy thing about the whole thing, Jonathan and John. He was going to be one of the all-time greats if he didn't take one drug or if he didn't. What was it they call it? Clear. If he didn't use any of the clear topical solution or whatever it was seriously he was going to be one of the all-time greats anyway and he was incredible oh he he was and then he got jealous because mark mcguire and uh, sammy sosa got all the pub who were juicing oh they were juicing i didn't say they weren't but he decided he had to be like them and anyway he chose he chose his road but anyway hank aaron was just just a gentleman and i saw i saw this meme the other day about him uh, that he hit, what, 755 home runs or whatever it was that he hit. And he never wore a batting glove. The only thing he used on his hands were dirt. He would get a handful of dirt before he came to bat, and he yeah. would rub his hands together, rub the base of his bat, and then uh, knock another home run out. There you go. Hank Aaron, man. Hey, just an amazing, amazing player. Uh, how old would he He died in 2021? John Dawson, this is for the win. How old would he be if he were still alive today? 89. You say 89. Jonathan Massey, how old would Hank Aaron be? 88. Uh, really? You'd have gone the other direction. You'd have been perfect. Congratulations, John Dawson. He was born February 5th, 1934. He would be 90 years old today. So congratulations, John Dawson. Yeah. You're three days to none here in February. Should I say it, Jonathan Massey? Nah, give him a few oh, we'll more give days. give us a few more days, yeah. <coughs> I'm not going to go ahead and declare. Because it's, it's only three days into it. There's no way, you know. Right? Right? No, right. Be. Hey, today is February 5th. Today is my mom's birthday. Y'all saw her at the wedding. Tell uh, Miss Jones a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Miss Jones. Sorry about Brian, but congrats on the birthday. Yeah, I mean, look, it's great that you made it this far. You know, especially with all the all the stress and turmoil you've had to deal with because of a certain child. Oh, I know. You're talking about Stacy. Yeah, you're right. Stacy did put her through a lot. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> there you go. For, for listeners who don't know, they referred to Brian as Stacy up until he was 35 years old. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. That was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, other birthdays in our neck of the woods. John Nix. Today is John Nix's birthday. Uh, good dude. Uh, Dustin Burkett. Dustin, I think the world of you. Uh, today is Ms. Uh, Isha Hines' birthday. She is a uh, sports legend. Uh, just uh, think the world of her. I've known her for several years since I've been here in Kenton. Happy birthday to you, Miss Hines. And to Ivy Reed, happy birthday to uh, Miss Ivy, too, in Jones County. So, your birthday is today. Like Ivy Reed, uh, Miss Hines, like Dustin Burkett, like John Nix, like my beautiful mom. I, we can understand why you called him Stacy until he was 35. We called him Stacy up until a few hours ago. When he, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's really great of you to be so accepting of his life choices and... Uh, the things that he has decided to okay, do. Okay, so uh, hey, if today's your birthday, have a great birthday. 
We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented because by. Because when those doctors put that electrolysis. <laughs> we'll uh, see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Technology and the Service. surgery <laughs> that, you, that you had to pay for. Provider. <laughs> oh, John and Jonathan, man. They think they are hilarious, don't they? Hilarious. Listen, thank you so much for uh, listening to uh, today's show. Thank you again to uh, our guest today, Mark Panicelli, in our first hour to uh harlan neal in our second hour man just uh very honored to have both of them join me here on the show tomorrow or today on tomorrow's show we will have in our first hour richard clark and then we're going to have a rep from uh unc lenore health joining us in the second hour man it's just gonna be a fun week all week mike martin on wednesday brett kennedy live from vegas on wednesday jason bryan on thursday Paul Whittington, TGIF, Terrence Copper uh, on Friday. Hey, you're also going to try to get uh, uh, LCC uh, coach Matt Grantham on the show tomorrow, too, since they are back at home. Listen, have a great Monday. We will see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.